Welcome to The Wiretap, episode 21. We have Q&A. We have actual people who responded to the Two podcast. People. Two people. I'm you haven't so told anybody excited. who you are, though. Listen, if you have questions or you have uh, comments. You haven't you introduced like, yourself. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm Phil. The usual, no, I'm Phil. The usual, the usual guy. I, I think I've been on I'm every Phil. episode, right? And uh, on the phone, we got Chad. What's up, Chad? Hello. We got like a Q&A episode. I'm so excited. Listen, if you listen and you have a question for us, we will talk about it on the show. Like, like guaranteed. Uh, like, and even if you have something that you want to say, like, we suck. Like, <laughs> send it in. We love, we love constructive, horrible criticism like that. You're a horrible human being. We uh, hate you, you should be ashamed. No you should be no ashamed. I, I mean, yeah. I think that once we have our first stalker, I think we've arrived. No, right. don't say that. Oh, okay. You have a wife and child. And uh, another yeah, child. Yeah, that can Come get on. really dark. So, you know, you don't want to say. In any say case, that. reach out to us, positive or negative, and, and we'll talk about it. But first, dude, let's talk about what's happening with the Harvey Weinstein fallout, man. Okay. All right. It's 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 getting really really heavy on social media and and Facebook, and I, I was um. I'm I'm scrolling through today. I'm like, wow, this is really becoming a thing. The Me Too stories that are cropping up on yeah, you know who created that? Who created that? That was Alyssa Milano. No way. Yeah, she's the boss. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> but um, some people are just put, put, posting the status Me Too, as in Me Too. I have been uh, sexually harassed and assaulted. And uh, some people are, are, are doing that. Some people are actually going into stories. I had a few people on, on, on my feed go into uh, attempted rapes, uh, stories, uh, straight-up assaults, um, some pretty explicit stuff. And it's, it's exploding out there. And well, it's, I think it's, it's really safe raising to assume that awareness. every woman in some time in their life has been sexually harassed. Yes. And that doesn't mean that doesn't it, it encompasses all sexual harassment. You yes. know, it could be inappropriate talk, it could be uh, inappropriate touching, it could be you know anything from assault to. I mean, that is all encompassing as far as sexual harassment is concerned. And I think uh, you know, I mean, I know, you know, growing it, it could be family members, it could be bosses, it could be you know anything. So, you know, it's, it's a scary thing to think about, you know, how badly uh, women have been treated in, you know, you know, for a very long time. And I think it, it, it's part and in, in, in parcel uh, to what, 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 you know, the human nature, honestly, it so i have a lot of things that 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 are on my mind and 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 it's it's like this you know the whole smash the patriarchy you know thing from 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 uh the the left and i'm not downplaying i know i'm i'm getting into to, to treacherous waters here like harvey weinstein is an absolute creep and he needs to be taken to task for the things he's done the same would go for donald trump this guy's a, a an absolute uh, POS sexual harasser, right? But the patriarchy in society has always existed, and it's always been kind of creepy. From the time that most girls develop 
say 13 years old, they've had offers from the the opposite sex to engage in 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 what what they're like okay this is crude but there's i forget who, who the comedian is like uh maybe it was chris rock from the time a lot of these girls are 13 years old 13 14 years old they just get offered dick everywhere they go hey open the door for them hey you want some dick you want some dick it's it's really uh it, I, I can't imagine what it's like for a for a woman especially one that uh is, is particularly attractive there's that one a woman on social media who actually takes uh, selfies with the people that cat call her, right? You, you told me about that, right, Chad? Yep. And it's, and, and these guys are all like, like having it up for the camera. Like it's a good thing. There's rape culture. It's, it's, it's awful stuff. But to get back to my original point, I, there's, there's stuff that is beyond the pale, um, out of line, and that stuff has to has to stop. It's 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 terrible. My whole thing well, is what about yeah. what about guys that are trying to just show interest but are awkward about it and come off as super creepy? Should they be lumped in with Harvey Weinstein? No, and I think I think women are smart enough to differentiate between an awkward person and an awkward uh, person trying to pick up on them and someone who's sexually harassing them. But again, what uh, this is, this is the whole thing. I mean, the, the picture is bigger than that. The picture is who are, who are we to just walk up to pe- women thinking that it's okay for us to pick up on them? Like why, why well, maybe, would that Maybe be? because we watch movies and we see guys who very easily talk to women like just out on the street yeah, okay. and, and then and yeah. they, they get numbers and we're like well we want to be like that i, I want to get this girl's number so you go up and you know you you got stains on your shirt and you smile at them with like these dead eyes and you look like you look like a molester and they're like ooh, and and then you get rejected you know it's well it's it's, it's tough man here's the other thing growing up um you know, we had, uh, uh, you know, I grew up around all women for the most part, aunts, my mom, you know, their, their friends. So there wasn't uh, a lot of masculine figures in my life, but there are some people out there who feel like they have to uphold the norm of masculinity mm-hmm. and which doesn't give them any opportunity to reflect on their behavior. And I'm not making excuses for them at all, but you know what happens, Phil? Let's say in high school, you're you get an F on a paper and you're in the corner crying. What is the first thing a male is going to go up to you and say? You're a little bitch. Right. They're going to tell you to man up. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell you what happens if you get home after school one day and you have a black eye and your dad sees you. Uh, well, I think you my know, dad will actually go after them. Right, but which is in in turn a form of masculinity, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know, and I think that is an epidemic within our society. Are you are you saying like toxic masculinity? You know, is 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 a thing because I actually have kind of a problem with that. I think that masculinity has always been in existence, such as femininity. 
right? And the we, we're all composite of those two things, and those energies have to be in balance. Some people are way out of balance. Yeah, no, what, what I'm saying is, so, so rather than admitting faults or embracing their vulnerability, so men are told to man up or, you know, what did you say? Stop being a bitch. Yeah. Um, to protect their masculinity. And so even if that means upholding their harmful and destructive hate-filled norms. And so that negatively has an effect around the people around them. Mm -hmm. And inevitably it affects them, right? Yeah. So when you talk about feminism and you talk about femininity, that whole notion, femininity, turns that idea of avoiding reflectiveness upside down, right? Yeah. So, you know, and what I think many feminists are advocating for people, especially men, is to be more reflective and introspective and being more comfortable with being called out on things that others may have an issue with. Mm -hmm. So if I go up to a girl in the store and say, hey, you know, you're hot, let's let's go out or whatever, you know, people do. Um, <laughs> you know, that sounds, like, never... that sounds like something that happens. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. So, some guys work. are magicians with that stuff and they, they don't come off as creepy. You know, I, I don't know how, how that, think, that works. I've never I think been good at it. With a more aware society, you're going to see that the people are more aware of that and they're going to call people out. Like I said, we were talking about this last night. Mm -hmm. We said, uh, you know, there was a kid that was that broke up with his, his girlfriend, broke up with him, and he decided to play the piano at his college until she decided to come back with him. So he busted out his piano on the lawn, started playing the piano. And, uh, you know, people were upset because that is a form of harassment. It's a form of abuse. And it's a form of it? uh, manipulation. It's yeah, like, wouldn't you have seen that in like an '80s movie, like "Say Anything"? That's a movie, there? Yeah, it's a movie, but it's manipulation in re in in society. Dude, everybody manipulates he, each other to get in relationships. We're talking, but we're <laughs> what we're talking about what we're talking about is harassment, and so so do you think how that people it was are right that this guy's playing the piano, or, or do you think it was wrong? Not. No, really? uh, well, first of all, I think it's a real douche move to like sit there and play yeah, the piano it's, it's, all it's, night. It's, it's, it's douchey, long, you know. Stupid. Like, like, like okay, but yeah. we all went to college, and there's that one guy who knows three chords on on the guitar, and <laughs> yeah. But here's here's I might have been that guy. I don't know. My from my from the perspective, I know more than you know. Chords. From reading about the perspective of of where women were coming from, when a woman says no and it's over, anything past that is considered. Harassment. It's and not in consent. His mind, yes. Okay. And in his mind, in his mind, this is what he's thinking. I'm going to play this piano, and eventually, I'm going to get her back because I'm going to show her how much I care and I how much I. And that's a form of manipulation. He's manipulating the situation. Have you ever been in that headspace though, Chad? Like, like really torn up over a relationship? Like you would do anything? Yeah, but I never acted on it. And I don't think I would have. You know, you fantasize about that stuff sometimes. You're like, well, what if I brought her, you know, 800 roses and maybe she'd change her mind. But I never acted on that. And uh, because eventually you come down to reality and you're like, you know what? It's over for a reason and it's time to move on. And so, you know, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think my, my point is like, OK, so so maybe that that guy is a creep. Right. And, 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 and you know, that that's wrong. But. 
we have so many socially awkward people anyways, right? That, that they're not good at talking to, to anybody, let alone the opposite sex. So if they're interested, they, they, it's really hard for them. So going back to this, Harvey Weinstein is an absolute creep, an absolute jerk. I completely abhor his behavior. That guy deserves to rot in prison. He, he's an absolute asshole. What I'm afraid of is that regular, normal guys who go about the world and are awkwardly trying to just get a date, they're, they're, just, they're seen in the same light like as, as a proponent of rape culture. You, you well, know what I, mean? I think, no, I think, but here's the thing. And that's why everybody's mindset has to change. And that's why we're at this point, because it's not okay for someone random to come up to you and be like, you know, you're hot or, hey, let's go out or giving your number. That's not you're you're invading the other person's space. You're invading their comfortable, you know, uh, a zone, their comfort zone. If this guy, who, if he's awkward or whatever, the mindset has to change to where he thinks, okay, it's inappropriate me for to, to approach someone in a public setting, like a grocery store, or gas station, or on the street, or, you know, there are places for that. You want to date? Join a dating website. Mm. Join some activities. Yeah. Join a hiking club. Join a biking club. Join, you know, a yeah, knitting I club. I think you said that, like, the, the environment is important. Like, out in the streets, like, I don't think I would just, I think I'm just so... If I I'm I'm not single of course, but if I was say uh, available, like just talking to a random person on the street that's just trying to go to the market, like I was like I I would just halt on that because like maybe she wants nothing to do with this. But say you're at a club or at you're at you're at a cool bar and you know you're just you're trying to make conversation. I think that's the right environment for you know right and and that happens all the time. I mean you you know. Girls will go to a club or go to the bar with their girlfriends and guys will approach them and then, you know, they'll approach and they'll say, hey, you know, you want to dance? And the girl says no. Then that's it. That's the end of the story. If the guy keeps pushing, then, you know, I think you're talking about those first time asks as opposed to the harassing of, you know, grabbing them while they're dancing or, you know, pushing drinks on them. Like the first time someone goes and asks if they get denied. The normal person is going to be like, all right, well, that didn't work out. On to the next person to, to talk to. And those people, I don't think, will be looked at as horrible human beings. But I remember, I think, like, even, say, 20 years ago, it's like some guys just go to the club and they, they grab girls. And they get drinks thrown oh, in, yeah. their flate, in their face nine times out of ten. But then there's that one time out of ten they're going home with somebody because they're into that. So they're just, like, putting out the creepiness in the hopes that somebody's going to be way into that. Right. And, it's, so, and it but, works for some guys. Right. But uh, we have to change the culture. So majority rules, right? So yeah. that nine out of 10, you know, that one person doesn't call this makes this guy's decision for continuing to push and the way it goes. Now, Harvey Weinstein, I don't think it has to do with sex at all with him. Oh, I think power. it has to do with power, of yeah. course. And when you have people in high power places, um, they're going to, you know, a low self-esteem, high power is a mix for male sexual harassment. It, it, I mean, and there are females that do sexual harassment. I read some stories online mm-hmm. about that. 
But for the, the norm is that these males come in and they are making a ton of money and they've been able to manipulate the system. And when you have someone who is is trying to pursue a career, and this is another thing that I think that some men don't see it this way. When a female comes off of the bus from Idaho and she wants an acting career, that doesn't mean that she's automatically going to put out that doesn't mean that she is going to be a sex object. That doesn't mean that she's going to sleep her way to the top. What it means is she's going to work as hard as everybody else to get to, you know, the A-list, right? Yeah. But when you have someone like Harvey Weinstein, who calls a lot of shots and has a lot of power and cannot, you know, he could ruin your career in a second. You know, these people were afraid to speak up and. I'm I'm on board with all of it, and I think it's been a long time coming. What what gets me is I'm seeing these tweets from people now that are saying, "Oh, I've had agents do this to me, or I've had managers do this to me." And my question to them is, if we're outing Harvey Weinstein and we want this to stop, how come we're not outing everybody else? And how come yeah. we're not naming names? Is it litigation? Are you afraid to, you know, that you're going to be blacklisted? I mean, I think at this point, women and men can come forth and say, this person harassed me because by not telling the public that this person is a sexual predator, you're allowing that person to hide in the shadows and continue their behavior. And so I think that's the biggest issue that I have with this right now is if you know that this is happening and you know, that this could be some that someone else could be victim of this you know maybe they were groped maybe the next person gets raped like it's time to to just out it all and and spill it as much as you possibly can and allow the chips to fall where they they may i don't think i mean even if someone brings up uh, you know directors or producers they might sue for defamation of character, they might sue for slander, they might sue for any of that stuff. But, you know, the, you have the community behind you. And if you're, you know, in, 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 there's no reason to doubt the people that are coming up and speaking, you know. Yeah. Well, I think people are getting more uh, brave about coming forth. And I think that that is, it's, a, it's an overall net positive. And I'm 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 heartened and I'm disappointed and I'm saddened by all the the people I know. It's like oh god, it's it's, it's really bad for a lot of people. I just I, I just have to bring up the possible downside of of the just really just decent people who are trying to get a date thrown into to being sexual harassers. And I think you're right. I think women tend to be intuitive enough to know the difference between a guy yeah. who's who's approaching them yeah. with. Mm -hmm. um, with good intent, with well, not, maybe not good intentions, but maybe right. maybe not uh, uh, outright malevolent intentions. Right, right, know? and no, no means no. Leave yeah. me alone means leave me alone, and you don't do it in a place that's inappropriate. You don't, you know, uh, you don't pick up on somebody at, uh, you know, walking down the street. You don't pick up somebody at the workplace. Work is work. You, I, think, you know. I think what you do is you develop the ability to draw a connection based on character, not just just entirely based on on someone's uh, outward appearance. And you, you just learn to connect with people 
based on mutual interest and in in a way that um, kind of that you can broach this the the topic of you know hey you know like maybe we have something here maybe we have some sort of connection you know yeah you know it's yeah, it's, no. it's just hard i think it's it's really hard for women and i don't not saying it's harder for women than men but it is hard for men too because we have to be the one to to break the ice and we definitely don't want to be seen as you know creeps that's like it's the the the, the worst thing in the world is to to be no thought of as a creep it just it just breaks your character man it just it just it's a blow to your ego you know yeah i, I well i like i said i think I think that is is something that rejection and denial will will be will will happen forever. Yeah. And but um, pushing past that rejection and denial, there's no excuse for it. Yeah. If you're rejected and you're denied, yeah, okay, your ego's a little bit bruised, but at least you're respecting the words of a, a woman. And I mean, put put yourself in in the female shoes. Let's say you're at a club. And a man comes up to you and wants to dance with you. And you're like, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm with my friends. I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. And they continue to do it. it as in you being a man, you would turn around and you would be like, enough. I told you to back off. Like, yeah, you'd be alone. Like, uh, no, I said, I said no the first time. Yeah, like, no, exactly. And yeah. Right. And so we need to get to the point where we respect and we validate and empower these women to be able to tell tell the truth and and uh talk about these issues in the open like here's the here's the one thing that really bothered me when people like men were coming out and saying oh it was really brave of them to to speak out and my feeling is we shouldn't in 2017 we shouldn't be at a place in our society where it's brave to speak out it should just be common and it should be uh, a point where where it's not bravery. It's just the the woman's word. Yeah. We take the word for what it is, and we remedy the situation. I don't like it when people say they're so brave because you know what? Yes, I get it to a certain stand, but and they are brave for coming up. But we shouldn't be calling it brave in 2017. Mm-hmm. It was brave for for women to burn their bras and in the 60s and the 70s yeah that that that, that ground ha- has been broken now let, yeah. let's not, not let's take away i guess the 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 stigma i see a lot of people i know I, I i don't know why i think i feel like i know more females than than men i guess that makes sense but mm-hmm. a, a lot of them are like more than half of them are saying me too and some of them are elaborating on stories and it just it just it makes me feel awful yeah. No, no it, it's it's a it's a horrible, horrible situation. And, you know, as men, we're supposed to be protecting. Yes. And I think that that's what, what makes me frustrated is like I, I feel like I'm in, in a way, you know, I have this and protector mean, instinct, you know. Yeah. And I don't mean protecting them because they're not capable like of some sort of white, like I'm some sort of white knight, you know, coming in. No, no. What like, I'm saying I, is I that hate when seeing people people... marginalized. And, and when abused. they speak up, when they speak up, we need to be beside them, supporting them yeah. in doing this. So, but I mean, it's it's a problem. I mean, it, it's a problem. There, there are family, like I said, there are family members and bosses and you know, karate teachers and you know, people that you just work with. I mean, you know, 
it uh, like I said in the previous podcast. I mean, I was uh, harassed. Yeah. At my old job. And I think that was really uh, good of you to come forward with that because it happens to men too. Yeah, no, it does. And here, here's the thing. I didn't, I didn't hold it in and I didn't keep it to myself. I told, and I didn't care what anybody said. I, at first I was like, well, if I tell, you know, and they don't do anything about it, then what happens then? Or, you know, if word gets out, you know, I'm going to be teased at this job and, but I eventually got to the point where this person might do this to somebody, to somebody else. else and I need yeah. to tell. And so I did. And you know what? They, the, the leadership, and the, my, my boss handled it with just extreme professionalism. He event like, as I was telling him, and I mentioned this on Twitter, I kind of wrote the story out on Twitter, but his face was getting redder and redder and I didn't have enough characters to explain why, but he was getting angry as I was telling him mm. and the assistant that was in the office with us, he looked over at her and said, I want this fucking guy out of here immediately. Mm. And, uh, you know, and then he apologized to me like crazy. And he said, that's not what we're about. This is not what this business is about. Uh, you know, we're glad you came forward, but I mean, he, you know, they were completely supportive and, you know, I was able to prevent him from doing that. Now he could have gone to another job and done it to somebody else, but you know, he wasn't able to do it there anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, I was, I was glad. I, and I don't, you know, unfortunately, you know, women who, who would come out in workplaces and talk about sexual harassment, you know, yeah. 90% of the time they're going to get punished or they're yeah. going to be shunned and they're not going to get promotions or they're going to find a reason to fire them. And, you know, um, so it's just it's a bad situation that needs to change. The whole structure right. needs to change, and it starts from the top down. You start, start again. Start with Trump, yeah. and look at where he's at and his misogynistic uh, beliefs and his actions and what he is made of, and it trickles down. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, I mean, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Harvey well, Weinstein. Well, men, 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 men in power tend to 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 abuse that power. Let's just, let's just say. And uh, it's not not all men, of course, but enough no, of them no. that, that, that we can say that this is a problem, you know. So yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's getting ironed out and hopefully the culture in Hollywood changes. And I think the culture in um, workplace is change and we, we move forward. I think I, I remember when sexual harassment started becoming like an actual term in like the 80s. And and it it start, sort of developed, and now now there's all these training videos about sexual harassment. You know, it's 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 yeah. like my first job had one of those, and I was like, yeah. okay, well, don't compliment any women. <laughs> and it, yeah. it's it, it's not that. It's just that you know, just keep yourself safe. You know, make sure yeah. that you keep your nose clean. You know, cover. And your you ass. just have to respect the other person. Yeah. Like this is this is the this is what you do. If you're at work and there's Sally on one side and Barry on the other. Are you going to look at Barry and are you going to tell Barry, hey, listen, you got a really nice, those pants fit you really well? What if they're really good pants, though? Yeah. <laughs> I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. That's the test. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, treat, treat everybody the same. Treat everybody the same. Mm -hmm. Hey, nice haircut. You know, like, yeah, I, I'll, it's like, it's, it's fine. It, it's, it's, yeah. You, 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 can, uh, you can temper your behavior to, to fit. And, and of course, you know, just in, in 
the right environment, it's okay to approach somebody. It's okay to, to try to make an interpersonal connection. Just like learn to do yeah. it correctly and, and don't be don't be a freaking well, creep. Right. And you and you look at the way society has molded the 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 hierarchies between men and women. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been it's gone back since uh, Rosie the Riveter, right? So mm-hmm. women men went off to war, women went into the factories, they were working, they were felt they made to feel valuable. Men came back. They said, you got to go back to the kitchen. And that's when Donna Reed and, you know, Father's know, Father Knows Best and all of those shows Actually, Mary started. Tyler Moore was, was a big uh, Well, know, yeah, that was later that. on. Yeah, that yeah. was later on. But, but right after World War II, they created these shows that would glamorize women in the kitchen. And oh, you're right. Taking you're right, care right. Of, yeah, that was the Mary Tyler Moore. Right. Yeah. Right. And to say, to say, look, women, you're out of the factories now, but look at Donna Reed. She's cooking, she's cleaning, she's doing all these great things. If you look at the suicide rate of women in that time frame in the 50s, it is off the charts. Really? Because they were extremely depressed over the fact that they had value, and then they, the value was taken away. Va- value society, was um, just basically taken to domesticated homemaker you know exactly glorified yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Glor- so, glorifying just just being how, the homemaker and i think we've made, made tremendous step forwards but you know we there, there's more to be done i mean you know? right no there there's a lot and i mean it's the whole social structure is is backwards and we're taking small steps but I mean, there has to be a complete and, and I mean, social media doesn't do us any benefit. Yeah. You know, um, you know, how many times have you seen, you know, people make like videos on Facebook where they're subjectifying the woman to get their point across? Like, uh, you watch those, like, you ever get down yeah, to like yeah, a wormhole yeah, yeah. where you're watching videos after videos on Facebook and then you see people that do these sketches? And it's like a woman walking down the street, and then something ridiculous happens. But the the point being is that they're making these women out to be sex objects, yeah. and they're making them, you know, they're devaluing them. So, you know, um, you know, they they that doesn't do us any good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do us any good. I mean, look, how many people complained about the fact that uh, we had a female lead in Star Wars? Yeah, those people are idiots. Yeah, you know, but it's true. I mean, people bitched and moaned about it. Yeah, because they're owed something or they have some sort of ideal, you know. it's Because of the hierarchy. They think that, that why should a woman be in the same place as someone like but Luke I, Skywalker? I, I tell you this, man. I teach piano. And yeah. I have these, like, stickers, right? You know, so, so, some for boys, some for girls. You know, some could go either way. And the most popular stickers I had were the Star Wars Ray stickers amongst my young female piano students oh course. they love yeah. her and, yeah. and the boys love her too like they're, they're like like they're like man she's awesome like yeah i was like well why, why not why not like with movies like wonder woman and, and and the new star wars like why not inspire women to be badass like young women to to, to be awesome like uh, that's great that's, well, that's where you, we should be going tell you the you know i'm wrestling fan so wwe has this whole women's movement in wrestling right now where they have extremely talented women wrestling and really wrestling before when it was popular. And I'm sure when you, you know, <laughs> well, kind of would check it out, yeah. they would have 
mud wrestling matches or jello matches or you know wwe had all of that stuff lingerie matches mm -hmm. and this that society has changed and that culture has changed to where now you're starting to see young girls go to these events and they're dressed up as their favorite wrestler and they're dressed up and they're empowering mm -hmm. because these women are super talented more talented than the men yeah and they're fantastic i mean you know it's That's uh good, yeah so it's you know it, our culture has to change you know and and slowly slowly but surely it will but cool i don't know if it'll completely change in our lifetime or you know well, i you, think we'll make you just make progress you make you make step forward yeah. to that you know speaking of which i actually want to move on to next because our two questions are, are i guess topics are from female listeners so thanks girls women are awesome uh especially the ones that listen to this podcast so um, the first email that I got uh, from the, the website that, that I host the, the podcast on is from Amy. I'm going to leave out her last name. Amy, the message was the subject was free speech message. I was listening to wiretap podcast number 18. I heard Chad say that we should allow government to limit hate speech. I think she means uh, to, to regulate hate speech. I disagree. Does he really expect our fascist Republican government to dictate what is hate speech? The FBI labeled Black Panthers and are trying to label Antifa and BLM, quote, hate groups, unquote. Does he believe Trump's government that they won't label them a hate group? Question mark. So I had replied to her and said that we, we, we would discuss this. And I'm, I'm on Amy's side on this, man. I don't, I don't, I don't okay. think the well, government should have any place. My feeling is, and what I discussed in that podcast was... Um, first of all, we, we discuss BLM when they are, uh, if Trump decides to make them a hate group. Right now, that's, that's a hypothetical. Yeah. What I'm talking about is when you take organizations like ISIS or you take terrorist groups that, are, um, that, that damage our society, um, they should be prevented from having free speech so the kkk they're a hate group they're they should be labeled a terrorist organization for their crimes throughout our history in the united states those organizations terrorist groups should not have freedom of speech here in our country now we could say well what about you know you know you know mr clean Mr. Clean is, uh, you know, he's always talking about, you know, being clean and, you know, Ethnic what if we cleansing. want to be dirty? <laughs> what if we want to be dirty? And what if we want to, you know, and and so, you know, oh, okay. therefore he shouldn't be speaking, you know, because, you know, it's it's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is people who have committed assault, people who have committed crimes, people who have killed citizens of this country should be labeled as terrorist organizations and those terrorist organizations should not be able to march down our street. Okay. ISIS, so, so the, ISIS the, the next time that black lives matter has a confrontation with police at, at some, some rally and the black life matters protester say, say he throws a punch at, at, at a police officer or, or say he, he gets violent. He isolates one police officer and you know, hits him with a bat or something. All right. That's a perfect opportunity for Donald Trump to, to label Black Lives Matter a 
a hate group. And I think he, okay, he's just so waiting for the there's a difference between a hate group and a terrorist group. And a let me terrorist ask you group. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, that's a perfect opportunity for Donald Trump to label Black Lives Matter a terrorist group. Okay, and this is this. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll answer that with a question. Killing thousands of of people around the world and uh, thousands of Americans uh, through uh, Al Qaeda and ISIS compared to a group that gets into an altercation due to a protest. Um, two different things. We're not dealing with logic on the governing end, though. We're not right. We're, we're like you have, you have a very you have a very like like egalitarian a very very high ideal of that yes i'm saying that this government and this amy's point is this government is in no position to make those calls especially right now okay but that and that's fine and they're not going to make those calls you can guarantee that he's going to ignore it before he does anything else because he'd rather the, the, the have it go away of, of him not calling the white nationalist front a terrorist group you're right right so he's going to ignore it, and he's not going to take any chances. He's not going to go after any of them. What he's going to do is he's going to bloviate and talk out of his ass for, you know, 15 minutes and not get nothing done. So that's—I'm not worried about that at all. What I'm concerned about and what I think we need to progress towards is that— if you're a terrorist organization and you are labeled as such, you have no right to free speech. Now, if we're talking about protesting in the 60s, right, there were altercations all the time. But would you say Martin Luther King and the people who protested at that time were terrorists? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Right. They were fighting a cause that and, and they were they were not killing people in the streets. They were not. Uh, you know, the, the people protesting were not killing people in the streets. The cops did, but, you know, they were not killing people in the streets. They were protesting for a right to have a better life and equality. Mm -hmm. When you're taught, so that's different than ISIS and the KKK. The KKK does not protest. Uh, you know, you have the alt-right, and that's a whole other time for a whole other subject, but it, the alt-right is rebranding of the KKK, and you're yeah. taking people like Stephen Miller, and um, who's the other, the leader of the alt-right? What's his name? Steve I can't Bannon? think of his name right now. No, no. Bannon, um, or you're talking about Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer. Did you know that Richard Spencer mentored Stephen Miller in college? Yeah, I and, believe that, yeah. And so here's, here's the thing. What you're seeing now with this group is they're not just a bunch of country bumpkins wearing hoods. They're rebranding it to the alt-right. So you have a hierarchy. You have the educated alt-right Richard Spencer types, and then you have the white supremacist, uh, you know, racial haters that are listening to them, mm -hmm. listening to people like Richard Spencer to rebrand. And so it's not as evident as it was in the 60s and, and you know it's different now and before our eyes the kkk is going to be the alt-right and that's where it's headed and if it's not already but you know there that group should be labeled as a terrorist organization and because of the crimes that have been committed in its history and I think if you do the, the number counting, well, you know, the, the, the boys from Antifa, uh, I actually posed that question toward them. And they're like, they, they don't trust the government to, to regulate, you know, 
to, to regulate that. They'd rather, you know, in a, in a sense, um, put it into their own hands, which is dangerous, right? Well, yeah, and then, and then you have to say, okay, what, what is your ultimate purpose? Yeah. I mean, look, I get, I get uh, uh, you know, and next time you have them on, I'll be on, but, but my question to them is, what benefit are you doing for our society to make it a better place? By, well, um, well, they, they they would say that if if you're calling for a genocide to uh, for a race of people to to if you're calling for the genocide, they'll stop you right in in your tracks right there. Okay, okay. So, but but hate breeds hate. So you're gonna knock out this country bumpkin who has racist views, this this redneck, inbred dope who burns crosses and does things like that. You know what you're gonna do? It's just like it's just like going to war with, uh, you know, uh, ISIS or Al Qaeda. You attack those people, they become martyrs, and hate breeds hate. So when yeah. you knock down a redneck, there's gonna be three more that are gonna be like, "How dare he do that? We're gonna march against him." You're just so so instead of doing that, as the youth of this country, sit down come up with a plan, you know, work together and create ideas and use your power and numbers to force a change in society. And if they just opened their eyes, they would see what we've been able to do, even though there's a majority in the Senate and the Congress and the White House. Yeah. What has Trump passed? Nothing. And yes. why is that? Because we've written letters. Well, he's incompetent, that, and there's been such a a, a resistance front to, to to look at look at Collins and Murkowski. Do you think they would have voted against healthcare if they hadn't been bombarded with calls and yeah, emails you're right, and you're letters? Right. It's making a huge difference, a, man. I to, I totally yeah. agree with you. Hey, yeah, but I, so, I, I feel like we're, we're, I want to make time for our last question slash comment, but thanks for addressing that, and thanks for your email, Amy. Uh, the next is something— I think we need to expand to another half hour. Well, I think that I, I need to maybe get more data on Squarespace uh, for, per upload. But, oh, and, is and, that and, what and, and, and Yes, and, and I want to be respectful of Connor's time. I mean, he has to sit here and, and deal with yeah, us. Yeah, no, Connor, thank you so much. Connor. So the next is actually a tweet from, from Janie Ray on Twitter. Uh, so this is, to me, Bob knows base. I have a question that maybe you can address on your next podcast. Since Trump won, my thoughts immediately went to history's echoes. I'm a logical person. I don't believe that it can't happen here when it most definitely is. I guess she means can. Anyways, since November, I decided to not be at a disadvantage and decided to become armed. I have many liberal friends who disagree with this. I don't see how having a madman with moronic minions who are armed to the teeth can end in a good way. I feel like all he has to do is give them a directive to attack and we're screwed. It's happened throughout history. Republicans hate liberals more than they love their country. That's why they're totally okay with Russia helping Trump win. Anyways, what are your thoughts on this? I feel like the right to bear arms is every American's constitutional right, just like voting is. Just like I don't believe in regulating voting rights, I don't believe in regulating the rights to bear arms either. Thanks. 
so I think we actually talked a lot about this on, on our on our last episode about how how we feel about uh, gun laws. We just released that today, by the way, Chad. It was a really good episode. Okay. And yeah. uh, I I kind of answered uh, Jenny on Twitter. I, I kind of I, I get that sentiment. I get that idea that well things are really insane. So do you really want to be at a disadvantage when the other side is completely armed? What are your thoughts on that, Chad? Well, okay. So I think that everybody has the right to bear arms. I don't think anybody has a right to have an AR-15 or fully automatic or semi-automatic weapon. I believe that, um, you know, there are, first of all, I would tell um, her to just take a deep breath and not worry about, he's not going to have them attack, first of all. There are still people in our police department and our military that are not Trump supporters. I know them, and they're not going to listen to what he has to say. If he says, oh, I want all my people to go after you, so you don't have to worry about that. That's the first thing. I would take a deep breath and not panic about any of that stuff. What I would say is if you are concerned, yes, you can have a handgun. You know, obviously make sure that you are competent with a handgun. Make sure that it is in a safe place. You know, all of the responsible things that a gun owner would do. But, uh, you know, at the same point, you know, again, and I sound like a broken record, but you know what's more valuable than a gun? Is writing to your congressman, writing to your senator, organizing events that Democrats can get together, if you're a Democrat, and sit down with people and say, okay, where, what are your thoughts of where we're headed? Where, where do we need to be? What message do we want to relay? You know, organize, get together with other people, register other people to vote. You know, here's the thing. You're going to do more damage to Trump and his supporters by registering more people to vote, making making sure that they show up to the voting booths on that Tuesday of 2018 and 2020, then you will having that done. And yes, you can protect yourself. And But if it's for the sake of Trump supporters coming in and attacking you, I would say, don't worry about that. That's not going to happen. Uh, they're not going to come and get you and they're not going to attack you. Um, you know, but I would, you know, we've talked about this before. I was robbed at gunpoint, you know, uh, six years ago, seven years ago. And at no point did I ever think, well, if I had a gun, I would have killed this guy. That never occurred to me. What occurred to me was, uh, if I don't play it cool, I'm going to die. And that's how, you know, it ended up happening. So, you know, my feeling is, yeah, people have the right to bear arms. But, you know, again, a handgun, a limited capacity, you know how to be a safe gun owner. I don't think there's any problem with that. You know, if if she wrote in and said, I have an AR-15 with uh, bump attachments and, you know, those type of things, I would be a little concerned. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, but as far as just a handgun, I don't think there's a problem with that. But again, I think our founding fathers meant something completely different when they said you have the right to bear arms. Society was completely different then. I I think that it is actually um, a little bit on the naive side to say that, you you won't have any reason to like like no one should have guns no one should have them like well then who has them you know the people that no, are not I didn't, listening no, to those I rules think, but i don't think that's the case mm-hmm. i don't think that's that i i don't i don't well, think we're, we're certainly not saying that i mean you're agreeing yeah. with that 
Yeah, no, and I don't I don't know anybody who I've ever spoken to on the far left or the far right that have said, oh, we shouldn't have guns at all. It's you have to be a responsible gun owner and you shouldn't. There's no reason you need a semi-automatic. There's no reason that you need a fully automatic and all the attachments that come with it. If there's a handgun with limited capacity, I don't think think there's a problem with that. Um, You know, if you're a hunter and you have hunting rifles, I don't have a problem with that. You know. I do have a problem with the fact that people are like, I'm going to go out shooting with my AR-15 in the woods, and that's what I do for fun. Well, that's fine, but you could also alter that, and you could say, look, you want an AR-15, then you have to leave your AR-15 at the shooting range. You have to sign in. You have to leave your license here. You can have access to your AR-15, and you could shoot all you want, and then you, at the end of the day, you put your gun away, well, pe- and you take off. People will say that that's not really owning the gun. It's renting well, the gun. That's the, you know what? You know, you can't have everything. If you want to be able to shoot an AR-15, that should be the rule. If you want it that bad, you're going to do it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like, um, you know, you like to bike, right? And let's say biking was the leading cause of death in this country it was almost for me okay yeah exactly (laughs) so so if you if you um if they said okay well you have the right to ride around but you have to ride around this park and when you're done you have to leave it at the station you would be like that's fine i mean you still get to ride you still get to do what you want but in order to protect other people yeah well you know i don't think i'm killing many people but myself with my with my bike is the thing i think it's it's a bad example i'm sorry but i I get what you're saying you know like oh this is a beautiful park i mean like i can ride my bike anywhere but it's like there's like a really nice area where i can like ride my bike like say it's glendora mountain road like right right right. great great ride i was like oh man like i have this this bike and i can ride it up there that's awesome. I think that the, 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 that an AR-15 is only you can only legally use it in a few places, like Burrow Canyon, and another and another shooting range of Being your in choice. In Southern California, in so, for for sure in Southern yeah. California. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's like right. you might as well have it there. That I mean, because where else are you going to take it, and for what reason? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like a exactly. bike, you can take pretty much anywhere that there's a road. You know, and right. a mountain bike, you can right. literally take anywhere. So, well, and that's the thing. And do you really, if you have to shoot an unarmed, innocent animal with an AR-15, you're not a very good hunter. That you're 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 a piece of shit, is what you are. Because yeah, if you have to use a semi-automatic to kill a bird or to kill a deer, mm-hmm. you're not a very good hunter. You got to go back to the drawing board. You know, uh, I respect the people who are like, I use a bow and arrow. I mean, that's hard as hell mm-hmm. to do. You know, and it's, it's, you know, it's, that's, it's a real skill, and, and like, while you, you, you take it, it takes lots of discipline and, and hard work to, to become good at that, you know? Right. It's, it's Absolutely. Like, it's like people with, with cars that drive yeah. really fast on the highway, too. It's like all you need is a little bit of driving skill and an utter disregard for other people. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and like, here's the like, thing I'll respect you if you ride your, your goddamn bike up that. If you, too, you know? if anybody runs into anybody, and, and this is the major argument that I hear from the, the gun owners is, well, you know, cars kill people, mm-hmm. and you know, and my rebuttal to that is always, cars are not meant to kill people. Cars are meant for transportation. transportation. Guns are meant 
to kill people, kill things. That is a weapon that is meant to kill. So, you know, uh, there's no excuse to have an AR-15 or fully automatic. And, I don't yeah, know. It's, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, we actually talked all about this on, on the episode we released today. You but know, I would def- definitely say not worry. Don't worry about Trump supporters I'm not, not I'm not, I, I don't think that – I think that you're – if you really think about it, like I think about my, my friends, even those that support Trump, even those like that are really far right, do you think they're going to go after me with guns? I don't no. think so. I, I really well, and that's what I'm so. saying. I would say, you know, it is, look, I get it. It's a time of panic right now because it's the unknown and we've never been in this situation it's before. Chaotic. All this came it's, it's very chaotic. Yeah, it's going on and you don't know if you're going to have health care and you don't know if, you know, the rights that you have as an individual are going to be taken away and what you say is going to do this or what you say. But here's the thing. We are nine months into this and we have very smart people that maybe don't have my views but they're very smart people in that White House that will prevent anything like that from ever happening. There's some and there are people are, that are Republicans, and, and the they're people. Yeah, I think the deep state is actually going to save us in the end. Well, I mean, even Mattis and Tillerson and those mm. guys, they're they're not going to allow that to happen. And here's the other thing: there's a difference Master, between yeah. Trump, there's a difference between Trump supporters and Republicans. Trump supporters. I wrote the other day, I don't know if you saw, did you see the five things that Trump supporters will always argue? Uh, no, but I, I think okay. I can even name them. One is Hillary. Um, hold on, hold on. Isn't I'll, that the top on. five, Hillary? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up, and then um, uh, while I'm going to see if you got it. While you pull that up. Oh, you ready? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so five stages. Go ahead. Let's see. I don't check them off. Oh, okay, they, they're always going to bring up Hillary. Okay, so yes. Number four is, okay, it's illegal. But crooked Hillary and Obama did something worse, so it's okay. Yeah, they didn't That's collude rule. with the foreign yeah. government to, okay. to, to hack our election. What's idiot. another denial or argument that they'll have? A denial or argument is that um, I, I think that you're, you're, they're, like Trump appeals to their uh, jingoistic sensibilities, so it's, uh, it's about uh, foreigners and ISIS. <laughs> Right? Is that one of them? Right, right. But when you're coming at them with an argument, what do they come back with? Is what I. What are their excuses? All sides <laughs> are the same. Same can be said for both sides. Okay, Is, so. Um, we'll call that the Dana that, argument. Okay, so um, <laughs> or it's a nothing burger, right? It's a nothing burger. That's oh nothing yeah, burger. yeah. Like, I've had that comment on my. I was like, yeah. oh really? It's a nothing burger. Yeah. I don't or think it's a total lie. I think it's a it's something burger at this point. Right. <laughs> And there's a total lie. It's fake news. It's fake news. Another okay. one is, um, okay, it might be a big deal, but it's not illegal, so who cares? It is illegal, and, and, and we care. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one is, get over it, snowflake, libtard, cupcake, you're just he a won. sore loser. He won. He yeah. won. Yeah. yeah. When, when really, like, the biggest snowflake in this country is our president because he's always claimed the victim, like a little bitch with a skid knee. Yeah. He's like, I, yeah. Like, was, uh, the media yeah. has been so unfair to me. It's yeah. Like, yeah. No, I mean today, did you see his press baby. conference today? Dude, you told me about it. That's that's beautiful. They called him out live for his lie. Well, he said first he said, you know, I do both. I write letters and I call families of fallen soldiers. And now he has not called or reached out to the families of the four fallen soldiers from Niger. No. Last week. And so he hasn't reached out. So they questioned him on that. He said, Well, you know, I do both. I write letters. And I, um, 
I write letters and, and I also, you know, make phone calls. And I don't think there's been any other president that's done that. I do that. I don't think Obama called and I don't think any of the other presidents call. Or, you know, and then later on in the press conference, someone said, can you prove that that's. And he said, no, 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 I'm not sure. But I think and that's what I've been told. And he's never really been called out. Now, I wish a news reporter and see the news and the reporters. I've got it all wrong. They need to start questioning him on things that he doesn't know. So, you know, I would say in Africa, what what territories and what uh, what what uh, countries does Al Shabaab uh, attack? Oh he God! Know, oh God! <laughs> right? You just move on to the next question. I don't think we, yeah. any, I don't think anybody in this country expects him to know that. No, and that's <laughs> the thing here. But but put it put it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put put the screws to him. Yeah, I totally agree yeah. with him. You, you know, to, to finish up, Jen, Jenny Ray sent me something that was kind of creepy. It was a, uh, it was a CNC machine. Um, uh, is that what it called? Yeah, CNC mill that can file off the serial number from your gun. Yeah, yeah. Why do you need a machine? And th- this is something you can own at home. Like you can yeah. hook it up to your laptop, and then or your computer and put your, your weapon in there and it files off the serial number. Why would you need your serial number filed off? Well, I mean, you know, people who do gang activity, uh, you know, that's something, but again, uh, you know, I don't know how common it is, but there's no reason for people to have it. You know, there's no reason for people to have that. But again, I think that's the, the, that's the minority, not the majority. And, you know, that's not something that I would worry too much about. And, you know, um, I mean, that's a whole other topic for a whole other session. But, you know. Uh, Legally you manufacture know. unserialized rifles and pistols in the comfort and privacy of home. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. It's a crazy world, yeah. man. Yeah. No, it's. And, and look, you could prevent that from happening. And like I said, if you have a DMV for gun owners. If you have a DMV for gun owners, uh, you can still, you know, you have to go check your gun in. And if the serial number's been shaved off, it gets confiscated. If you don't show up for your appointment, then you get a knock at the door. And, you know, there's search and seizure because, you know, you are a gun owner. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, and, and they will take your guns at that point because you're not being a responsible gun owner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks for your questions, Amy and Jenny, and uh, keep them coming. We'll be happy to answer them and bring them up in the future podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and whatever, it, it, you know, I want I want to know what people thought of Pat. If they liked him, let's we can bring him back on again eventually. And if not, we'll banish him from the show. Yeah. He's been banned. From, yeah. From the. Well, he hasn't been banned yet, but if. I just want to. Ban, if, I just want to ban somebody. All right. Well, let's get. Uh, uh, we we banned Sam. Yes, yeah, so Sam is <laughs> Sam is gone. But if you wanted to come back and do an episode, I'd let him. It's, it's okay. Nothing against you, Connor. We're gonna All finish right. this episode. All right. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, uh, Chad. Um, thanks for listening, listener. Uh, get back to us, Base on Twitter.com, and take care of yourselves. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everybody. Wiretap is produced by Phil Romo and Chad Costello. Logo and artwork by Jasmine Michelle Designs. Recorded in Burbank, California.